Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Do I really love my child or not? Oh my gosh. That's what parents are. That's the life. I don't know that life. I'd be like, y'all. Drive, we gonna drive by. Look at them kids playing in that bounce That's house, it. y'all. I'm not buying her another gift. Okay, I'm not buying her nothing till Christmas. I told her that. I said you got the rest because I can't. Yes, let me tell you, your children will take you to a place. You will go to that place, and you'll be like, "I'm just gonna come here to get one thing." And then before you know it, my oldest daughter, she's the queen of it all. She knows so well. She does things like she's like, mommy, I got to get face wash right here. I got to get some more face wash. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get some face wash. We end the Target, right? All of a sudden, she's like, no, 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 no. Oh, I forgot. I forgot one other thing. Can we also get this and this and that? And I'm like, Kristen, she's like, I have my own money. And she knows I'm not going to let her spend her money. She knows this. She says she shows me the money. And I'm like, you can't. You're here. I have it. I'm, I got it. And then I'm like, how do I let you do this to me? And I spent I spent seventy something dollars at Target yesterday. Oh, it hurts. It hurts, but it feels good at the same time. It feels so good, but it hurts. I... So, you know, it's my What's yeah. up, people? Thank you for coming to the show. We Woo-hoo. have a good show. Hey, we're gonna give you a hot two hours of Hebrew and Shanness, okay? This is a mama to mama show because we both are mothers. Okay. And um, what we want to talk about is the school to prison pipeline dealing with food first. So um, how we're going to break down the show is the first hour. I'll go in on the specifics about the food um, that's basically fueling our children to act away, think away um, Mm -hmm. and just super 
just aggressive in their growth, right? And then uh, Iruth will go into the deets of how that leads to um, prison numbers and pipelines through this mm. system, the school system, to our disciplinary uh, prison system and how these companies and these prisons are hand in hand working with each other. Because um, just like um, every city has a city hall meeting, these companies and these prisons have their own meetings, right? And Mm -hmm. in these meetings, what they do is the companies talk to these private prison owners about how much money they want to donate to these Mm -hmm. private prisons. And in order to do that, you have to be talking about numbers. So we got to make sure we can get people in these cells in order to get this state money. Mm-hmm. And I just need parents to understand how um, these companies are working hand in hand with these private prisons and the states yeah. that are um, using their legislation and laws um, when it comes to schools and uh, leadership and who's um, in government for this and that and how it works all together. So this will be going on Cozy Room Podcast. Okay. So what that means is. I'm going to try to limit my language as much as possible, but some of this I stuff will makes, too. I will do my best. Some of this stuff makes me want to cuss. Because it's ridiculous. Right? I can remember. And, um, basically, I want everybody to think about how well do you know these companies that push food to your kids? Um, mm. How well do you know the chemicals that's in these foods? Mm. What what it, what is doing to your child's behavior and how can you minimize the chances of your child um you know basically being addicted to these fake foods yeah. and behavior changes and you're wondering like what happened to my baby they used to be this and they used to be that but yeah. you have to pay attention to what you're feeding your child yeah yeah and right. um yeah i'd like to just be able to put a touch of uh, some solutions on the end of that when we get through it so let's do it lady all right so first um let's tackle the popular foods that kids eat all right and the way that i broke it down i broke it down to breakfast lunch and snacks because Mm -hmm. i think parents really have a big hand in dinner Mm -hmm. um i didn't really tackle that too much but for the working parents where both of your parents are working the the hours are odd if companies could have people who had kids work 24 hours a day and forget their kids at home with no food in the house, they would do it. Okay. Mm. So I understand that everything's really on the go. So when it comes to breakfast foods, most people feed their kids cereal, oatmeal, the Quaker kind, because it's cheaper, pop tarts, mm. uh, pasteurized juice. Which is I like that fudge pop tart though. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's, it's delicious. But it's you wrong. shouldn't be our kids early in the morning. Um, the pasteurized juice is basically Oof. company taking oranges that are already filled with pesticides, mm. squeezing them by machine, mm. stirring the machine, More metals. boiling mm. the fruit, and then putting chemicals in the fruit bottles to have the juice to sit on the shelves that gives it long shelf life. So if you really want to give your children good orange juice, 
either you grow your own orange juice, your orange tree, orange juice tree, your orange tree, and you pick your oranges, squeeze them, or you can buy organic oranges, squeeze them, and have your own orange juice in the fridge. Okay, buying yeah. that pasteurized um, orange juice is not it. Tang is not really. Orange. We, need to, we need to. We need to know this. We need to know this. Okay. We have to know this. Um, we have to know. Most it. people will feed their kids pus milk, and I mm. said that on this because it is the pus that is pressed out of the cow's milk. Mm. That where the cow has been basically force fed food um, mm. that is also chemically modified to grow faster. They milk the cows by machine, and um, they also beat the hell out of them cows too. They beat the hell out of this food. Okay, cows, all that aggression is going into that milk mm-hmm. that uh, is fueling these kids and these big kids are big as hell. Mm. Okay. They're huge. And if you think about it, Pop-Tarts, Rice Krispies, um, Cheez-Its, they all have chemicals in them that can harm the immune system. So if you yeah. think about right now with coronavirus going on and all of these um, sicknesses and stuff, are you actually out here feeding your children things that will make their bodies less likely to fight off sicknesses like this? Mm. Mm. I don't think people people think about that. And there's a um, chemical that they put in a lot of the foods in the middle of the grocery store um, Mm. that basically is abbreviated TBHQ and what it does is it extends the shelf life of the f- the artificial food that they want people to buy. So they use all these bright colors for packaging. They use these nice pictures. They put characters on there. Um, and most of these um, foods cause type 2 diabetes. Mm. Um, a lot more kids are having heart attacks at a younger mm. age. And don't you feel like uh, this? Don't also, you feel like the cereal is getting a little out of hand? Like, why is there a cereal bowl made I out of cereal? Sour, I saw Sour Patch cereal. Why is that a cereal? What? what? I saw. Yes, girl. I saw. Um, They're trying to kill another. Him. They want him dead. Another they want him dead. Cookie, cookie cereal. Like, why is there another cookie cereal? Yeah, girl. Who? Isn't there enough cookies in the aisle? Who's I, I really do wonder when they have these meetings, like whose idea? And they're like, yes, more sugar. They need more. Like, it's a drug. <laughs> Early in the morning. And it's crazy. Um, TBHQ also um, stores more fat on children's livers with mm-hmm. those foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then want to go to the breakdown of these chemicals in the food. All right. I'm going to say some words you probably haven't heard. I'm going to say some words where I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But if you need me to spell it, let me know. All right. So cereal. What's in the cereal? Glass phosphite. Okay. Phosphate. So Mm. basically what that is, is a chemical that can be found in your pesticide roundup that you use to spray your grass for weeds and bugs. Okay. That's in most of your children's cereal in the aisle. Um, Basically, it's an arsenic that is used on chemicals outside to kill mm. um, different uh, insects and weeds from growing in your yard that they're putting in your children's cereal and your children are eating it. Then you have high fructose corn syrup um, that is basically made from GMO products, things that are not real, that is linked to cancer. 
Then you have mm-hmm. artificial food dyes that are also linked to cancer. You have hydro- hydrogenated oils that have trans fats that are also linked to cancer. Mm-hmm. You have soy lithium, which is basically a carcinogen and it has newer, t- newer toxins. And mm-hmm. what that does is it gives your children cholesterol issues. Um, children that have a lot of issues with their weight or if they um, um, hereditary likely have mm-hmm. uh, with their family that have uh, diabetes or overweight, it makes it hard for them to lose weight. Um, what yeah. the chemicals do is it affects the function of your nervous tissue. It's, de- it's destructive to a child's nervous tissue in their body. It intellectually disables their brain from functioning correctly. Mm. It messes with their memory. It can lead to epilepsy. So I can't remember shit. Um, Stuff. It, yeah, it kills. <laughs> it kills how basically your children's body transmits yeah. data. So if yeah. you have a child that's suffering with reading or um, remembering things or yeah. comprehension or um, understanding basic math. What you're feeding your kids can be making that worse. Mm, and, mm. and the fact that this is found in breakfast cereal is crazy to me. Yeah, and look how much of that food we actually eat in school. Like all of our school age, we ate, we just consumed a lot of right. that. Mm, right. Mm, mm. Then there's another chemical called um, annatto, which is flavoring that affects the blood, blood sugar levels in the body. And it can lead to headaches and kids being irritated. Now, if you think about kids being in school and being irritated all the time, back in the day, it used to be, okay, this child is living in a low-income household. Their parents really don't have much. They don't have anything to eat, so they're irritated. Now it's where um, the government has figured out a way, let's give them free lunch and free breakfast, right? Because Mm. their parents and their household income says that they cannot afford it. So they they check off on that part. But what they're feeding them are unhealthy things that are going to make your child irritated throughout the day. So Mm -hmm. every class, every teacher, every um, person that's watching over these kids are dealing with all of these kids that are hyper irritated. They're annoying other kids because they Mm. don't know what to do. Their bodies mm. are agitated and they don't know what's going on and it's in this food. And we are so proud of our food. We're like, girl, you know you gotta get that pork right. <laughs> girl, you gotta get the right. ribs. Okay. Yeah. And um then you have a chemical called BHT, which is basically a FDA approved additive that has not been tested, that mm. is um linked to a possible ADHD trigger. Mm-mm-mm. So you know you have all these kids that are ADHD and give them this drug and give them that drug and you got to put them in this special class and then they once they go in that special class they can never come out and be among normal kids yeah mm. so it's all of these things that are coming from the stem of what you feed your kids that people are not paying attention to people love the fact that oh it's easy to cook or they could do it themselves or they can go get it themselves or you know I just throw it in the bag or I just keep this in the car or you know I just throw it in the backpack and they're good I make sure that they have their snacks they don't need that that's not real yeah 
That's not yeah. real. That's just empty calories that you're feeding your kid and your kid's brain and your kid's um, nervous system needs actual food. Yeah. Okay. Um, that you have a chemical that's abbreviated BHA and then they abbreviated GRAS, which is which just means generally recognized as a secret, meaning mm, they, the approving additives that have not been tested for companies to go ahead and put in foods that are linked to a lot of different cancers that mm. they don't want to specify, so they just put abbreviations on there and hold people to skip it. Is that like the tacos, the Taco Bell secret meat, the secret ingredient? <laughs> Probably so, because when you mm. pour water on Mm-mm-mm. that stuff, the stuff just expands. Don't know what it is. That's so true. And terrible. Okay. And so let's move on to the lunch. Let's move on to the lunch. The lunch, you mm. have Lunchables, which is basically mm. fake processed meat. Then you have chips, which is a whole bunch of um, high fructose corn syrup and lots of salt. And um, chips that are not really chips. It's uh, a byproduct that looks like a chip, crunches like a chip. So you put flavor on it and you put it in a bag and you put it with a nice coloring and the kids want it, right? Mm. Then you have soda, which is basically liquid sugar that goes straight through your child's teeth and it sticks on to their um, tissue as fat. So Mm. you see all these are basically big and swole and you don't know why because you're feeding your child liquid sugar you see Mm. all these uh young kids in pre-k with gangster grills okay meaning silver caps all over their mouths because the dentist is trying to save their teeth and their parents really don't give no two you knows Mm. about their teeth Mm. The more and more like, you keep talking about food, the more and more I keep seeing why the adults also become addicts. I'm just, it's all it making sense. Mm. Yeah, it's Mm-mm-mm. all connected. And mm. to me, when you go in most low-income areas, you see poppy shops, you see corner stores, you see Chinese shops. They don't have real, let me squeeze you this fruit out this mm. fruit, get you some mm. juice. They got sodas. They got artificial juices. Mm-hmm. They got surge. Mm-hmm. Um, they got energy drinks, which is basically empty calorie drinks that they're giving your kids. Um, you got fruit snacks that are not really fruit snacks. Mm. It's just sugar. It's just it's just um, some type of uh, solid jelly sugar. You have quote unquote fruit juices that are only ten percent juice. So if you have 100% of a liquid and only 10% of it is juice, why are you not concerned about the rest? If you Mm. have liquid that is 100% liquid and 5% juice, why are you not concerned about what else is in here? Yeah. I see it all the time. I will spend 10 minutes going down the juice aisle in the grocery store. I just left Kroger today and I'm looking at all of the juices that's 10% juice, 15% juice, 12% Mm -hmm. juice. Um, And then the only juices that you see as 100% juice are usually um, apple juice, depending on the brand, cranberry juice, pineapple juice, and grapefruit juice. Which one of those are pushed towards kids? 
None of mm. them. Yeah. None of them. Kids don't want that. I have grapefruit juice in my fridge right now. That's the only juice that's in there. And every time my kids open the fridge, we need you. <laughs> no, you can have some of this juice or you can have some water. <laughs> right. They hate it. And I don't mind it because I've grown to have this old person's tongue right now. Mm. And it's a healthy tongue, okay? Yes. Um, I, I I crave uh, grapefruits. I cut grapefruits in the morning for breakfast. I like oranges. I um, have, I always have cranberry juice in the house. Mm-hmm. I'll drink grapefruit juice straight. I have raisins in here. I have yes. dates. I have prunes in here. I purposely drink prune juice. I don't know why. And so it's all. It's actually things. good. You need some apple juice with it. Some like some um, organic apple juice. Mm-hmm. I Keep your right. Mm-hmm. I should try. It's good. It. It's I good have... for fiber. It's good for uh, digestive too. It's really good. Yes. And it tastes good. Try drinking. Uh, these these kids have the best metabolism and the best digestive system because right after I eat them, they always. Right after I eat them, right after I feed them, they're mm-hmm. always in my bathroom. And I'm just like, girl, where did you find <laughs> that digestive system? Because mine don't work like that. So- I know, I know. It's because we, you know, we're having to sort of unlearn all of the ways that we've been eating. And we actually feed our kids better than I think our parents did too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they just look at it, oh, it's meat. Let me cook the meat. Let me give you a um, starch and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Let me just. So you could feel full. But in the reality, I didn't know that rice breaks down in your body as a sugar until now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So think about, especially us, because we come from a Caribbean household. Yeah. Almost every dish that is made, rice is a side. That's true. But I also think that it's the way that the way that we cook our food is different because it's a lot more like natural food, natural flavorings, like herbs and other vegetables that we use to flavor other like we have a lot of healthier sides that I think that balance out the rice I, 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 I think the rice it does have a benefit to it because look at the people that eat the rice they mm-hmm. they small they they're pretty fit they they're not overweight like we are in in America they don't not carrying bulges like there's a lot of people that eat rice in in you know Africa and in, in the islands who don't carry that much weight and then you get to you, the United States and you're like, what? The difference is every other country outside of the U.S. eats smaller portions of food than right, us. Right, right. Yep. We yeah. eat like, we about yeah. to die. Yeah. Put it on we, try to, <laughs> we try to hold and, on to that fat for years. We might need it. And the reality is when you have a baby, the doctors will tell you their stomach is only as big as their fist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't eat them a lot. So from a baby till now, what has been the transition where our portions of what we eat are bigger than our fit? Girl, we've been eating two handfuls, just two, maybe some two more. <laughs> and so you know, you just got to be mindful of that. With the mm-hmm. lunch foods, other thing that we have to be mindful of with our kids is energy drinks. Those mm-hmm. don't give. Energy drinks do not give our kids energy, okay? It gives them the illusion of energy. I remember when I was in college, 
I used to drink a lot of Red Bulls. Red Bulls was basically sugar rush straight mm. to your body. And then that come down is disgusting. Mm. That crash that your body does is worse than you drinking a whole bunch of caffeine and your body just not being able to take it. But and- you can even taste it. Like you can taste in like in sodas. You can taste the syrup. You yes. know what I mean? Like you can taste the sodium and juice. Like you can taste certain things that is just like, I don't think my taste buds, my taste buds, they ain't singing. Something not. not right. right. Like an aftertaste. Very big mm. on things. Aftertaste. And mm-hmm. the thing is, the more natural foods you eat, clean foods you eat, and you spend time away from these artificial foods and you come back to it, yeah, your body will reject it. Your body doesn't want it. That's why a lot of times when people say, you know what, I'm not going to eat meat for the next three months or I'm, you know, take take six months away from eating meat and they try to come back to it, they would basically vomit. Mm-hmm. Um, they would mm-hmm. feel nauseous because your body is basically being trained to not yeah. have something. And then now you're throwing your body back into shock of having something with a lot of chemicals in it that you have not been digesting for a long time. Yeah. So we just have to be mindful of this wave of, I'm on this diet, I'm on that diet, I'm on this diet. How about you not call it a diet and you just be mindful of the things you eat and how much you consume? Yeah. Because moderation, I think think we, to your point of the, 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 the hand, the fist, us eating like mm-hmm. two fistfuls of food, I think moderation is the key. To, you know, it's if you're even for people who want to transition. Yes, you might have to deal with eating some meat before you transition to just eating less. Maybe you're not, you're not fully, you're not vegan or anything like that, but you just eat less meat. I think people have a hard time with trying to grapple with the fact that they have to lose it. And then there's kind of this like peer pressure thing of like everybody's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we no, we eat meat over here. And it's like, why are we so proud? Do we know about this? Do we know about this meat? What about the history, y'all? Do you know where these meat, where the meat's coming from? You know, we keep, you know they don't, you know they put a law in place so that we don't have we can't find out where our meat comes from anymore. Yeah. It just comes from anywhere. We don't know what kind of life that meat had. Yeah. Nope. We're right. just too proud. Too proud. A lot of our meat is going to be um genetically modified and they don't have to say that it is. Meaning mm. A computer printer is printing your meat and is not coming from an actual animal. That is what they're going to be feeding us. Mm. So, yes, it is smart to start to train your body to not eat meat because it's going to be easier for your for you to prevent you digesting what the these government entities are going to be feeding us. But at mm. the same time, if what they're giving us to eat has additives in it that are addictive, we're going to have a harder time resisting the fact that, oh, I need this taste, or I don't like the texture, or that tastes like nothing. There's a lot of people that think drinking water is nasty. Mm, and that just they proud me too. That, yeah, they're proud. Yeah, they're proud. And that's just something <laughs> you've been consuming too much sugar. Yeah. Okay. And so when it comes to these lunch foods, you have a lot of salts, you have a lot of saturated fats, um, candy, you don't have to have candy in your lunch. When it comes to snacks, a lot of snacks that are harmful for kids that are push the kids heavy is yogurt. 
If you go in the mm. yogurt aisle, you see all this candy that goes in the yogurt that already has like 21 grams of sugar in it. Mm. Okay? Then yeah. you see um, these additives that are in the yogurt that's going to make the kid want more. You mm-hmm. can't just have you're going to want two. Oh, they and know our drugs. Have- they know the kids' right. drugs. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have granola bars that are um, made with an arsenic so mm. it can stay on the shelf more that people are feeding their kids. The worst thing to buy your child is prepack. Hey there, people. Hope you're enjoying the show. Don't forget to check out Cozy Womb Shop, okay? The link is in the bio. You can also reach the shop at www.whoisshan.com. On Cozy Womb Shop, my thing that I'm going for right now in the t-shirts is good colors, good fun colors for the kids, for mom, for dad, unisex, and some new masks and some new colors. And I'm I'm focusing on spreading love and getting love, okay? So on there, find what you're into. I have stickers, I have hoodies, and I have mugs, okay? But we got to get into this new season of Cozy Moon Podcast while you enjoy your merch. Let's go. Lunch. I don't buy my kids Lunchables. Anya has had a Lunchable once. I don't feed my kids McDonald's. I don't feed my kids Burger King. Um, how many times have we ever gone to Popeye's? Probably twice. Mm. Like, I'm very mindful of the fact that I don't need to be exposing them to this because they don't need it. Yeah. Most of the time when I take my kids to other people's houses, it come, they come with Tupperware, honey. What's in yes. the Tupperware? If the Tupperware is food Snack, I cook. lunch. Yep. Yeah. Nothing wrong okay. with that. We got to eat that. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my kids don't eat chips. My kids do eat chips. But I limit them on how many chips they can eat in a week. Mm-hmm. If I notice that, you know, Anya's stuck on eating this burrito and she wants me to buy it every time I go to the grocery store, I'm not buying it every time I go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always rotating what they're eating because I don't want them to get stuck, addicted to something. A lot of the French fries in the frozen section are already pre-seasoned and have pre-salt on them. And then when you cook them, you automatically assume that you need salt or you mm. need to add oil. You really don't. They, 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 when they bake, they have their own oil within them. Mm. Okay. So you just have to be mindful of that. Fruit snacks. Stop buying all of that shit for your kids. They don't need it. I had to say it because that's what it is because they push Welch's as is something healthy. It's real fruit juice. No, it's not. They push um, the uh, fruit snacks in the quote-unquote healthy section of your grocery store if you are in a vicinity to be of a demographic that would possibly buy that by company's terms. Meaning, there is a reason why you go to your grocery store and you don't have these options versus you go to another county or city's grocery store and they have a huge healthy food Mm. section and then they have all the unhealthy stuff like you have to understand that these companies they sell to you by demographic these people over here don't want healthy food so we're not going to give them the option of having it these people over here they care about their bodies they have life insurance they have good health insurance let's push 
organic foods to them. Let's push healthier options to them. Let's push healthy water um, to them. And let's give them all of these options because we have a better bet of selling it. Yeah. So what that tells me is if we stop buying all of this unhealthy stuff that's in these bodegas, that's in these um, Chinese restaurants, that's in uh, these corner stores, they're going to stop getting it from the vendors because it's not selling. They're not making money. And it takes a lot of self-discipline for us to be like, you know what? No, I'm not buying this anymore. We're going to stop shopping here until they give us some better options. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what else about these snacks? Um, the, the juice drinks have high sugar, um, a lot of empty calories. The energy bars, another empty calorie thing. Um, a lot of alcohol sugars are in them. Fast food, stop eating that stuff. The fast food does not go bad. The fries mm. do not go bad. For McDonald's, they purposely... Um, genetically modify a potato that they get their fries from that they have to spray pesticides on it and wait three days for their workers to not be in the fields or else they will get sick from what they spray on the potato and then they go in the fields and they pick these potatoes so they can cut them in a factory and the potatoes do not have any brown spots the only reason they're spraying poison on these potatoes is so they don't have brown spots. Naturally, so they can look like, look like so they can look like look like the the uh, the um, advertisement. Right. So naturally, potatoes are supposed to have spots. Mm. That's how potatoes are naturally supposed to be. So think about all of these chemicals that are being sprayed on your food, and that your children are ingesting, and you don't know why you're addicted to having only McDonald's fries. I like McDonald's fries over Burger King fries. Wendy's fries are nasty. For a long time, Wendy's was getting in trouble from for using horse meat and not cow meat. Mm. And they were not telling people that they were using horse meat. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. So it's, it's like all of this stuff. And then most of the time, these companies, these fast food companies, they use cheese that don't even burn. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's not, I don't even it's know what the, it is, but yeah. It's basically plastic with coloring mm. on it that looks like cheese. Mm. So you have to just be mindful of that. Um, okay. I'm going to tackle some chemicals that can be found in baby food, which is so crazy to me because these chemicals have always been in baby food. 95% of the U.S. baby food contains more toxins than any other country. So, if America is the greatest country to be on Earth, why are you poisoning our babies? Well, I think parents have to do a better job of realizing that whatever you, whatever we eat as parents, I mean, hopefully we're eating not junk food all the like fast food all the time. But if we're eating like cooked food in the house, that if it's good enough for us, it's good enough for our children. And I mean, like we don't have to wait to for them to be a year to eat the food. They can eat the food at like five months. Six yes. months. We, were, we fed our children, all of them ate curry chicken and rice and peas and beans and <laughs> spinach and collards and all this stuff. You know, we blended up and gave it to them. But that was after my first daughter because we didn't start changing her diet till she was probably like 
11 months, 12 months, but we didn't know any better. We was feeding, we was eating the, eating the, eating the, the fruit, baby food with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, this is me. When I was like seven through like 15, I was still buying certain baby food because I just like eating it. Mm. I didn't know why I like eating it. I used to be completely obsessed with applesauce. That <laughs> Me too. Another Me too. Has a lot of chemicals in it that we shouldn't be Still eating. Applesauce. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. crazy. Mm. And then to, the, for the breakdown of the chemicals that's in the baby food, you have lead, which leads to stomach pain, um, the, the baby being hyperactive, and the baby being a colicky baby. If you ever dealt with a baby that's colic like, they're just whiny. They'll scream mm. and cry. They don't want to sleep. They're um, always uncomfortable. Then you have arsenic that leads to cancer, liver disease, coma or death that they're feeding your baby. Then you have mm-hmm. the mercury levels in the baby food that messes with their nervous system, their mm. digestive system, their lung and their kidneys, which leads to those issues. Then you have um, a chemical called candymenium, which leads to kidney disease and weak bones. Mm. So all of these chemicals are in the baby food that they're pushing on the counter. It doesn't matter what brand you choose. It's in there because they do not control the seed, the uh, wheat, anything in the field to that jar or that plastic container. They don't control it. The government controls that. The farmers are taking real seeds from other plants, genetically modifying them, making sure nobody can duplicate their seeds so they can get more money. So the farmers are now in debt because they have to buy a particular seed. And then in order to maintain that seed to grow that crop, they have to have a particular pesticide that that company also owns. So the Mm. company is making money double time. Mm. And that's why, you know, like there's a lot of farmers who are dying in the fields, who are um, getting cancer and, and, and all in this farm area. Everybody here has a certain type of cancer. It's coming from the pesticides. It's coming from the food that they're growing and they can't stop growing it because they're already in debt. Thousands mm. of dollars. Mm. So you just have to think about that and what our kids can eat is more organic vegetables, real organic fruit, organic salad, because they do spray our salad with pesticides. When you buy pre-made salad, please rinse your salad multiple times before you eat it. Um, Make sure you're buying nitrate-free meat. If you can check the labeling, check it. Avoid any bleached white bread. Um, Try almond butter instead of peanut butter. Um, and just make sure your children are drinking more water and make sure it's at a level of uh, pH 7 or higher that they're mm. drinking water. All water is not created equal. I'm sorry to tell you, this is true. Um, that's why there's so many different brands of water because all water is not created equal. A lot of that water that, oh, this pack of water is only $5. I got it from Publix or I got it from Kroger. That is basically tap water. You are paying for the same water that is in your pipes at home, in your bathroom, and in your kitchen. Mm. Use your money and buy you some good water. Some high pH, purified, 
filtered water. Buy you a filter and put it on um, your nozzle in your kitchen if that's what you want to do. Buy you a, a gallon um, Brita filter and put it in your refrigerator if you just want to have that on hand. But take care of your body. Take care of your kids' bodies. Let them grow naturally. I'm tired of seeing six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds with breasts, um, yeah. hips, a lot of butts. Their clothes don't fit. I have a, um, a close friend where my seven-year-old and her have the same exact birthday. They're the same age. And my seven-year-old is in a size seven, eight in clothes and tops and bottoms. And her child is in a size 10. Mm. And the difference is I don't feed mm. my kids soda. I don't take them out to eat a lot. I don't I give them fast food. And I'm very specific on my child being a child. Meaning if I'm inside recording right now and it's a nice day outside, you think you're going to be in here on your iPad or eating snacks and watching TV? No, you're yeah. going to be outside burning all those calories. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and and it's important because a lot of schools are taking away PE, a lot of schools are taking away recess, and all these activities where kids are supposed to be playing outside with each other. And yeah. I understand that it is hard if you only have a, a only child, but you have to find some people to to have your child interact with some activities. Maybe it's um, ballet, maybe it's soccer. All of these things to make sure your body, your, your child's body is moving, right? And yes. lastly, to get into um, this prison, this school to prison pipeline, I want to let y'all know about some documentaries that you can watch as parents, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunties, grandmothers. Check out Paper City. Um, it talks about the school to prison pipeline, 13 on Netflix. Um, a yes. documentary called um, Elementary Genocide is on Prime. Um, then you have another documentary called Prison State that's on PBS. Then you have another documentary called The Kids We Lose that's on PBS. And then you have a documentary called Mission Critical. I don't know where that's on. You can Google it. But all of those documentaries do get into um, the school to prison pipeline and how they basically feed all your kids this stuff and then they act clueless when your kid is not paying attention can um you know understand behavior issues they're super aggressive all mm. this adrenaline because you're feeding your kids fake food and then you're asking them to sit down in the class and be still and be quiet and it's not gonna happen and then if they really act out they can give your kids more drugs because that's what they like to right do right your kids are basically guinea pigs. Mm -mm -mm. So before we get into that part, I want to play all of your messages. Um, I want E. Ruth to, you know, tell me her thoughts on, you know, all this blab that I just did because I feel like I've, I've been talking a lot. But I just want people to have this information, um, not be clueless and in the dark about this information. I know all of this information has been out for years. But yeah. um, I wanted this episode right here to be a one-stop shop. Uh, we are coming upon 5 o'clock. And I want uh, E. Ruth to have a whole hour's time to really just 
go in in detail. Um, I have watched some things, so I'm knowledgeable about a little bit of the school to um, prison pipeline. Um, but I'm going to play some of these messages and then yes. we'll get in. Do it. Um, <laughs> I- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I don't think people actually take the time out to look at the ingredients for what is actually in stuff. Um, I do it when I go to the supermarket and I do it because I want to know what's the percentage within something. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay my money for it, I want to see what else is within it. And I'm yeah. also looking at it to see if I can actually make this myself at home because at right. least I know what's going to be in it. At least I know that if I home make it, then I can have more of it. Um, because all of these preservatives and, and additional things are not being added. I know exactly what's gone into my food. Exactly. Aries Moon, mm, thank you. Uh oh, yes. we got Kevin. Ooh, hey y'all, we talking about the food. Okay. Um yeah. just doing not research or anything, but just an observation. You realize like just as far as the meat, right? And you know, just how messed up the meat is in this country. Um like you only see like fist fights and arguments and all this stuff at like these fast food <laughs> restaurants. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't never see a fight in Whole Foods or anything like that. Well, which, which Whole Foods has meat? So you probably do. But my point is, yeah. it's always a KFC, a Waffle House, and McDonald's where you see the rage and the violence. And I'm thinking that has something to do with the meat. Mm. What y'all take yeah. on that? Yes. Mm. You know, yeah. it's just like it's definitely the um, meat addicts fighting over their drug yeah you yeah. know I, yeah. I need a hit you know what you yeah. got you, you got anything i could sell you this you know what can i get for this it's, it's all of that addiction so what you mean you got really... no chicken man what you mean you got your yeah. chicken man man i need my chicken man get, get, get the manager out here like okay we don't have 
any chicken because you could see there was a line and that guy in front of you, he got the last chicken. And then before you right, know it, they go they crazy. somebody pops somebody. They go crazy. crazy. It was yeah. um two weeks ago, an older man and a woman are were arrested for fighting in a restaurant over crab legs. Oh no. No, no, no. Not the crab. Like, what are we doing out here? The crab? So yeah. Mm. Listen, you know. Hey, what up? How are you two queens doing? Mama to mama. The school to prison pipeline with food. I'm glad that you guys are having this conversation. Uh, People need to talk about this more. What's up to my girl? She gets it. And what's up to E-Roof? Yeah, I definitely agree with this. And I'm glad that you're preaching this because I took like sugar completely um, out of my son's diet and I put him on a gluten-free diet. And it's made a complete difference. Like his water intake is better. You know, he doesn't drink any of the soda. And, um, you know, before I considered any people were like, oh, you know, uh, give him some ADHD medication, blah, 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 you know, label him. Instead of doing that, I changed his diet because, again, you know, doctors don't study nutrition. They push pharmaceutical meds. So we need to keep that in mind. And um, I'm glad that you two queens are talking about this. I'm here tuning in, showing love. Mwah. Thank you. Well, back to you. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad she didn't go on the medication. I'm so glad she investigated and went with mommy. She went that mommy intuition. That's right. Yes. Another thing, like um, I was told about metal um being in like Similac and a lot of the Wick foods um, and uh you know when my son was younger, I would give him Epsom salt baths and um a lot of Fiji water because Fiji water has a mineral called Silesia that aids with like you know taking out extracting um like uh toxic metals uh Ooh. that might come in some foods out of child's body. So um, I would like to know your opinion about that um. Mm. water is Mm -hmm. the doctors will tell the doctors will tell parents oh don't give them filtered water don't give them this water give them this water Mm. Mm. I'm just like if it's safe for me right? and it's safe for me is all of a sudden not healthy for my kid yeah I mean it's so it's so it's so it's so deep about the water about the food just the fact that we're willing to contaminate our water is just tells how warped of a thinking, a mindset that we have as human beings. Like we're almost yeah. not even operating as human beings. We are, but not really. It's like we're controlled somehow, but not controlled. Because we know, but we choose sometimes to be controlled. Mm. Right, even down to the toothpaste. I always have arguments back and forth with my children's dentists when they go. It's like, um... All right, so they have no cavities, they have no this. Um, what do they drink? I said, I either make lemonade at the house or they mm-hmm. have water. Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay, um, what about candy? Like, they have a candy day, it's Fridays. And this week, they didn't have a candy day Friday because my mom came and she was making them dumplings and rolling it in sugar. So I was like, okay, that candy day's out. Right. Right. You know, like you don't need that candy day. You have enough sugar throughout the week. And you just have to be mindful of that. And the toothpaste that I allow my kids to use does not have fluoride in it. Mm. Your toothpaste does not have to have fluoride in it in order to clean your teeth. But if you go to the grocery store or you go anywhere to buy your toothpaste, all of the fluoride toothpaste is dirt cheap, um, very colorful. 
in arm's reach. And the toothpaste that you really need is usually higher up or where you can't see it or you have to ask for it. Mm-mm-mm. And then the, the healthier toothpaste is always like six or seven dollars compared to you paying one nineteen or mm-hmm. one forty five for getting two for three with the fluoride in it. And you don't need fluoride in order to brush your teeth. There's so many other natural options to brush your teeth and have fresh breath and clean your tongue. And um, you can buy the instruments to clean your teeth that the dentists have and people don't buy it. So basically we, ba- we basically have a society and uh, an economy that just produces a bunch of junk. And if you know somebody enough or you have the right maybe complexion or maybe if you have the right, whatever the right something is, you can just make a company get your stuff in the supermarket. Because it sounds like they're just making anything and just putting it in the supermarket. Yes. And I feel like that, if, they, if they always, could do that, then we can all create our own small businesses and just buy from each other if we're going about it that way. At least we know who's going to be putting what and what, whose garden is coming from, whose yes. lab in the house is coming from. At least we would know. I don't know. Yes. And so mm. the, we have... Um, when you go to the dentist and your child goes for the cleaning, they rub fluoride on their teeth. Mm-hmm. They do. So, like, okay, I know that that's what they're going to do, but that's why they only go to the dentist twice a year. The rest of the time, I'm making sure they brush their teeth with toothpaste that does not have fluoride in it. Because if you think about it, on the pack of the toothpaste, it'll tell you, make sure you brush your teeth three times a day. Right. Your, your water already that you wash your clothes with that you wash your face with, that you shower with, already has fluoride in it. Some people cook with the pipe water. I don't. I cook with bottle pH water that I cook with. Do I have to buy hella bottles of it? Yes. Um, mm. the, the faucet in my kitchen now, I can't take off the nozzle, but if I could, I could just put my perf, my um, pure filter on there, but for right now, it doesn't fit, so I buy high pH water and I cook with it. Mm. there's a lot of places where you can buy a um, shower nozzle now that will filter your water and take all of the lead outside of your oh, water yeah, so the, hard, yeah. the hard water does it cost a bit more hell yeah it costs a bit more but the more you know you understand why you're paying a higher price you can go to Gucci and buy a white t-shirt or you can go to Walmart and buy you a pack of Hanes t-shirts it's not going to feel the same it's not going to last as long. It's not, the quality is going to be different. Same thing with your food. You're going to pay more for a better quality uh, food product. You're going to pay less because it's less quality. Mm-mm-mm. Do your yeah. research. And, and don't listen to us. Do your research. There's a lot of information out there. A lot of information All right. I got there. one more message and then um, we can get into this. Um, school to prison pipeline top. Yes, ma'am. So the question is, we already know the school to prison pipeline, right? It's been around for years. Mm-hmm. That may be new for some of the youth, new people, but the question is, how do you stop the school to prison pipeline? That's the million dollar question. We know it exists. How can we eliminate it, break it up, destroy it? Because mm-hmm. talking about it, that's good to bring awareness. But what ideas yeah. are we coming up with so we can destroy this school to prison pipeline right on time right Right? any ideas right on time i hope you stuck around right on 
time. Thank you. We are talking about solutions, 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 solutions. But before we talk about solutions, we should talk about the pain. And the pain is, is that uh, ACLU, which is the organization, I I really love ACLU. They have a lot of great videos on YouTube that talks um, in depth about um, white supremacy, how it works in the system, the ideology. It tells you the truth. If you want to get some truth about this history in this country, check out ACLU. But I was on their website and I was checking out information about prison pipeline as we prepared for the show. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that they talked about, or there's a couple themes that they talked about in terms of how kids end up being in the juvenile system. And it's either that they have some kind of learning disability, they have some kind of situation where they're living in poverty, or they're dealing with some kind of abuse or neglect. And when you think about all those things, you think about learning disability, what's, what kind of child is that going to be? A child that's frustrated in class, right? The child that's like always like acting out, getting becoming violent because they can't, they don't have a pa- the patience for their own, they don't understand their own obstacles and neither do the people that's working with them. So they just out here and were lost, upset, frustrated, and everybody else pointing fingers, judging them. We all did it. Um, and that's poverty. Poverty is going to lead to um, some jealousy, some greed, um, some theft. It might even lead to murder because we all, if you live in Atlanta, uh, sadly, there's been enough teenagers that have been killed because of something. They got their sneakers stolen, is over a cell phone, is some kind of jealousy or greedy situation. A friend who's supposed to be a friend ain't really the friend. The friend really decided today was going to be the day they're going to kill you. Um, That's what happens when you're living in poverty, uh, creates conditions of um, covetous. The church people, y'all know that. Mm hmm abuse or neglect of course we know that's going to lead to what probably drug abuse how many times dmx god rest his soul he just he just passed passed away and his story we all know his story that he grew up in a household where he didn't have his father he grew up in poverty he dealt with some neglect um with his parents and of course he turned ended up well a weird story ended up being on drugs but all of those things add to those problems right and these are the type of children that are ripe for the juvenile system. And for me, my questions always are, okay, how, what is it that the community is doing or not doing to address these problems? Because we do know who the culprit is, right? We already, you just laid out beautifully all the different type of foods that our children eat at all types of their, all stages of their lives and how we mm-hmm. as parents help contribute to that as how the government helps to contribute, how the government helps to, to actually push it and maintain it with the policies they put in place, the regulations, which corporation they let get access to the people and which ones they won't, which farmers they're going to let get access to, to the people and who, which farmers they won't. All of those things um, contribute to the fact that we're dealing with children who are in these situations who will find themselves in a juvenile detention system or some, of, some, of some sort. And then will find themselves at some point in prison. So the abuse and the pain just keeps on cycling over. And one of the most alarming statistics uh, uh, statistics was for me, because I, I got suspended a couple of times. I was, I was one of them kids. I love me some sugar. I love me some salt. <laughs> yeah. I loved all the bad foods. And I was a great, I love me some food. I love, I, I, I love me some food. Um, but one of the things that stuck out to me was like uh, black children are three times more suspended, uh, are three times more likely to be suspended or expelled uh, more than white students. And then if they are suspended or expelled, they're likely to go to juvenile the following year. 
And I think the question has to be for parents, for all of us in the community, what are we doing about the problem within our community? In addition to the fact that we're having to fight the oppression of the, the economic oppression of uh, having hard, a hard time get to getting access to fruits and vegetables and food that we should actually be able to eat and digest and help us actually be like medicine. Right. And it made me think about a lot of things. And one of the solutions I know that we've been uh, been told in our community for a very long time was go to church, you know, pray, yeah. pray it away. Um, just keep on praying and, you know, it's going to work out somehow. And I feel like what you're talking about earlier in terms of the food, you're talking about choices and behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if our church is talking to us about choices and behaviors. And there's also another, I think there's another layer to that, which is, yes, the community, what, what are we feeding, in the, um, feeding our children in the community? Are we, are, we, are we fostering and supporting those of us who want to build gardens? How many of our friends are like, I'm about to stop, I'm about to get to a couple of chickens. We laughing at them friends. Are we like, oh, that's cool. Okay, what you doing with them chickens? <laughs> you know, because of course, I, I know people who don't, who have chickens, who don't eat the chickens, but they do produce eggs. They'll, they'll start with that, then they'll get maybe a, a goat. Then they'll have a, a little patch of a garden that it starts to build. And I think we have to start being able to ask ourselves questions in terms of solving the problem, which is taking the government out of our lives. How do we do that? I think we need to start small. I think that we're already starting small and I think we need to be able to galvanize behind small farmers that are growing, uh, somebody in the neighborhood who's just growing a bunch of vegetables. How are we going to continue to help those folks um, get, get more access to maybe legislation or being able to make sure that the local laws support them? Because local laws also yeah. are detrimental to a lot of uh, anybody who wants to do anything on their own. Get ready. Your, mm-hmm. your local government will come in and stop you and tell you what you can and cannot do. Um, so, do you have a huh? Do you have a license? It, yeah, a yes. <laughs> Whose permission did you get? Permission for it's just it, they're all they're all that red tape for no damn reason. So mm-hmm. I think that we have to, as a community, as people, and I and I take a step back. I I'm not excluding anybody from being a part of what that growth can look like. I think that growth can look like. Uh, it could be integrated and there can be people of all walks of life living together and building the community like that. But for those of us who are who struggle the most um, with the, um, the school to prison pipeline, i.e. black people, brown people, um, the conversation about how we eat um, has to be something that the community tackles like head on. The joke, this is the problem. This is probably the proper time for families to start having conversations about even becoming whether you want to become a vegan, whether you want to become a vegetarian, just being able to suspend what everybody else is doing. And if you want to do that, start making those choices and those decisions to say, I want to clean mind and I want a clean body. Because we yes. can't get to the rest of the things without actually having a clean mind and a clean body. You're never going to get to spirituality without a clean body and a clean mind. Yeah. People have to make that decision. So I think that one of the and, and and it doesn't necessarily have to exclude, let's say, uh, um, this this the consensus of religions now, right? The point is is that wherever we're having spiritual conversations, we're having spiritual conversations also about the community, also about food, also about the behaviors of our kids. Another problem that we have is our culture. We have a culture of just like looking the other way right now. 
Um, mm-hmm. If you see somebody's kids eating something and you have something that you maybe, maybe I'm not saying it's a, a whole better choice, but it's a healthier choice and you have more of it and you want to see them eat better, offer. Hey, you know, have you ever tried this um this plate of um chickpeas and this spam this curry spinach? Oh no, I never tried it before. Okay, why don't you come by and let's see if you can, you know, you bring some food, I bring some food. Let's try this out. Like we have to be able to start exchanging and having conversation more conversations about how we're eating in the home and how we're and how we're encouraging others who want to change their lifestyle to do the same. Because I think that the more we up we, the more that we incorporate po- um positive behaviors just what you're talking uh-huh. about making a choice like okay you know what then we do got diabetes in the family maybe one of us need to start eating better like one of us got to change the way that we're eating right. the way that we're we're um choosing our food and i think not not enough of us think like that we're just sort of thinking like well what everybody else is doing we have to do and some of us have to are going to end up being the sort of the sore thumb in the community that nobody wants to hear about nobody wants to hear <laughs> nobody wants to hear what we have to say about our opinions about this and our opinions about that but the truth is is that if you have a healthier mind and a healthy body, you can fix some of these problems when it's coming down to the behaviors that our kids are exhibiting in the school, the poverty. Um, you don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to go out of our pockets to buy fruits and vegetables. It's just about prioritizing what, you're gonna, what, what kind of fruits and vegetables you're going to bring into your home. And yeah. the more people start to equate, okay, what I eat and what I feel with, with, with the, with the uh, school to prison pipeline what we find too is that a lot of kids who are in school that are tired and all those things, those are the kids that are likely going to have, are going to act out. Right. Yeah. Already. We know that the government is going to stamp them with they're guilty already. He's black. Of course mm-hmm. he did something. Of course he needs to go to jail. If we don't stop him now. He's going to be a menace to society. Right. So I feel like a lot of the solutions that the, a lot of the problems that we already have, we know about them. We have, we, we, when I say we know about the meaning that we know the patterns of them. We're, mm-hmm. The government is not going to come in and save us. They're not going to come in and try to help us to make it better. But I feel like we have to start asking questions about what institutions we've had in place so far. What are the conversations like when it comes down to healthier mind, healthier body, healthier spirit? And I think for the Christian, uh, Christian faith, I think one thing that gets in the way is that when you start talking about like holistic things, it's like, oh, that ain't Jesus. We don't do that. You think Jesus right. wants you to eat all this food that you eat right now and get sick and not have a long life to live? Yeah, like there's got to be some practical thinking when it comes down to some of these things. So I feel like we need to really start having a conversation about how our religion is teaching us about making these choices so that our kids are not faced with a government that's going to constantly oppress them. It's going to be there, but... Mm-hmm at least if we're me and you right we're having this conversation about uh the the food right and then we're now we're ha- now as all of us are listening we're listening to the conversation about food we're listening to about all the things that the the the, the um violence that's happening in our community of course food is not gonna stop somebody from getting angry or upset it could because we know about the chemicals but yeah. I, it's it's a matter of knowing that there is a value a standard that we have right our community is going to choose to support this garden because this garden is going to ch- is going to continue to feed the community. The community doesn't doesn't have to rely on the government for food and the chemicals that are that are in the food. Our children can then thrive and avoid avert being in that school to prison pipeline. Yes, a few will get caught, but not the many. 
And now, right now we're having more that are getting caught up in this situation than we should have. Um, the, what I saw the other day in terms of, I'm sorry, what I saw as well in terms of um, the situation, it's like if you Google um, 15 year old student gets killed, I thought it was just one. There's like five of them just for the year, like in March, just between I think February and March, there were five mm-hmm. reported out and there's probably more. Right. But this goes to the fact of if you're in a situation where you're dealing with learning disabilities, what's that related to food? If you're in a situation where you're dealing with poverty, what's that related to food? If you're in a situation where you're dealing with abuse and neglect, a lot of the times that's also related to food, whether it's something that's making you an addict or it's something that's um, that is you're you're not getting enough food. Right. Uh, And I think people don't realize that all these correlations, these all these greedy correlations or addictions and all these different things. That makes it easier for them to say, see, those are the ones that need to go to prison. This is why we need to keep making these laws because these people are the problem. And, you know, I just feel, I feel like we're not doing enough to talk about doing something more clever than what we've been doing before as a society, which is really just kind of celebrating all the bad things. We celebrate the bad things all the time. We, pr- we have no shame <laughs> about celebrating the bad things so i think culture Mm -hmm. the funeral you have a funeral you go to church might the church might serve you food they serve you food that's gonna kill you yeah you house um what did you bring i brought you some fried chicken i brought you uh four different versions of mac and cheese i bought you um a casserole with all this oil and 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 fake things in it because you yep. need food you need things that are going to make you feel full and loved and don't no. and don't bring a healthy plate yeah if you bring a healthy plate nobody touches it yep but ooh, who, who made that salad? don't nobody want salad you <laughs> bought that mm. but yeah. like oh you have to think about that and um even if it's t- if it takes uh, a family having their own grocery store go get in your car and drive 15 more minutes just to support their grocery store yeah the food chains didn't wake up and have thousands of stores yes because they could afford it they had thousands of stores because enough people supported 10 stores that they had and so they had enough money and overhead to go ahead and do 10 more and 10 more and 10 more. So when yeah. you think about uh, farmer's markets, they're usually on the outskirts. Yeah. They're usually a 35-minute drive, or I got to drive all the way down this street. And I never understood as a kid why going grocery shopping meant we got to go to four different stores. You got to go to the store for the meat. You got to go to the store for the fruit. You got to yeah. go to the store for the fish. You got to go to a certain store for um, the things that we wanted. And I hated Sundays because I knew Sundays consisted of waking up, getting ready for church, going to church, coming from church, uh, coming back home so my mom could turn on the oven um, for the food, going to the grocery store, getting what else else you need. And I'm just like, gosh, like my whole Sunday. (laughs) Bye. Bye.